Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. done it we've gone from five and we're here at one number five in the alabama 2021 softball moments of the year was alabama and auburn game one number four arizona alabama in the women's college world series a pair of sec tournament games number three florida alabama in the tournament championship number two was tennessee and alabama in the semis and now it is time to discuss number one as voted by our committee the only unanimous ballot selection 16 of 16 it got 14 first place votes. We're going to talk about Alabama and UCLA. Gray Robertson, Tom Canterbury. If you've heard the first four, we know you're here for number one. And there are probably a couple other people jumping in because it's the perfect game. Mm. It, it just is in every way. And this is this is also the longest clip we've ever done. This is the first, fifth, sixth, and seventh innings. Oh, of Alabama UCLA in the Women's College World Series. So you will hear every possible way that I say Montana Fouts is throwing a perfect game without saying <laughs> Montana Fouts is throwing a perfect game. Because I do, kind I I subscribe to the uh, to the superstition. Now, if I wasn't the Alabama play-by-play guy, I would have said it outright because you sure. have to. Yeah. But I'm the Alabama play-by-play guy. If you're watching on TV, you know what's happening. So I and you I'm, did it other ways. You'll right. hear them during this this clip where you would say UCLA is zero runs on zero hits, zero errors, zero right. left on base. You know, typical line score stuff. Sure. Yeah, you, you do that, but you don't say the words perfect game. Of course. The, the word perfect game doesn't come out until that ball is in Alexis Max glove. And I was a little bit worried off the bat that it wasn't <laughs> going to end up in a glove. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've never been more scared. Off the bat, I thought that would rival Bailey's home run against Auburn. <laughs> I thought. Aaliyah Jordan had hit the ball so hard that it was going to land in Nebraska, <laughs> it but was instead gonna, it landed yeah. in an Oregon transfers club. It was going to land right next to Jocelyn Allo's ball <laughs> from 2019, but no, it, it didn't. And, but I'm glad, I'm glad we're playing the first inning on this as well, because you meant you, you, you uh, reference it when it happens. Uh, you can hear it in my voice when Alabama scores first. Yeah. That, that was huge. And then, and because UCLA, the fact is it's UCLA, Alabama was over all time against UCLA, UCLA, one of, if not, maybe the only team now I'll go back and look to make sure, but uh, certainly of the, of the level that Alabama has played multiple times and it never be before that time. And, and it seemed like when Alabama played UCLA, it was always in a big, in a big spot. Yeah. Um, we were coming off of 2020 when Alabama played him in Clearwater. It didn't go well. No, that was one I would like to forget. <laughs> it did not go well. It's not, not my favorite. In numerous ways. But Alabama had played UCLA in the World Series before. Alabama had, had seemed to run up against the Bruins in several spots, and it had not gone Alabama's way. 
but you could kind of feel once Alabama got that lead. Now, you, you didn't know in the first inning that Montana Faust was going to throw a perfect game, but you felt as well as she was pitching that if you gave her a lead, it was going, you know, you had a great, you had a great chance. You had to set the tone. And yeah. another big part of that, and this is something else you hear in the clip, because I've listened to the game probably four times, is you had to set the tone because UCLA didn't have another option. Another big storyline in this game. Now, it wouldn't have changed the outcome. We talked about that in post game, But the fact that there was no Megan Faramo put a lot more pressure on Rachel Garcia. Right. And so any pressure that you could add to what was already there was important. And Alabama did that immediately in the first inning against UCLA and against Rachel Garcia. And, you know, it wore down. And by the time you get to the fifth, sixth, and seventh, she's making mistakes and Alabama is taking advantage. And by that time, whether or not it was a perfect game from Montana Fouts, the hay was in the barn. Alabama was beating UCLA that night. The fact that Montana did what she did was icing on her birthday cake. Yes. Unbelievable. It was on her birthday too. (laughs) Of course Uh, it was. Of course. Just it all, it all came special. Have we mentioned that? I don't know, man. Uh, But yeah, we, we had seen even before you got to Oklahoma city, we'd seen Rachel Garcia was not quite the, you know, at the level that she normally was. Yeah. You know, we talked about Kat Oshman way back in our, our first uh, podcast, but, you know, I think Rachel Garcia is in that same stratosphere, stratosphere as, as Kat Osterman is. I think she can be for sure by the right. end of her career. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as her collegiate career. Oh yeah. Collegiate. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the fact that, that they were relying solely on her, we still, it's a mystery on what happened with Megan Framo. I'm still, I think there's more to that story that we hasn't been discussed. There have been many rumors. And one of the right. things we don't do on this podcast, talk about rumors. So we're not going to discuss them, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's quite, quite the, there was just a, a strange cloud around UCLA it was. the entire time in the world series. And it, like I said, just put more pressure on Rachel Garcia to be perfect, which she really hadn't been in the postseason because you look back at supers and it was the Megan Paramo performance against Virginia Tech in game two that really gave the Bruins back the momentum yeah. that Garcia used kind of as a tidal wave to get at UCLA to OKC. Because you forget, yeah, Virginia Tech won game one. Dominant, in, in, yeah. in dominant fashion. Dominant fashion out in Westwood. Um, and then, you know, they, so they kind of got on that run to be able to get to OKC. Uh, but Rachel Garcia kind of ran out of gas and then, you know, Alabama just stepped on, you know, stepped on them and kept it rolling. Shall we play it? I'm couldn't, couldn't be more ready. I hope you have reserved a long drive or (laughs) multiple days driving to work. That's why we're releasing these weekly. These are some of the longer clips we've ever done. This is the longest ever. It's the first fifth, sixth and seventh innings in OKC you, against UCLA. You will have a good day at work if that's what you're listening to on the on the way in. An inning in and inning out. Mm-hmm. Two days of perfection. You'll need a bit of a commute, but still, <laughs> it'll work. <laughs> this is number one in the Alabama 2021 softball moments of the year. Alabama UCLA, the perfect game. Back to Oklahoma City, getting you set for Alabama and UCLA here in the winner's bracket matchup on day number two of the Women's College World Series. The winner advances to the semifinals on Sunday. The loser falls into the loser's bracket and would have to play on Saturday. 
Here is the Chick-fil-A starting lineup for the third seed and as a visitor for today's ball game, Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide with Chick-fil-A. Alabama is 51-7 and overall on the year, riding a 19-game win streak following their 5-1 victory over Arizona yesterday evening. The left fielder, Alexis Mack, will lead things off. Catching is Bailey Hemphill and batting second. Batting third is the first baseman, Kaylee Tao. Batting fourth, the designated player, Jenna Johnson. KB Sides, the right fielder, will bat fifth. Savannah Woodard, the shortstop, will bat sixth. Maddie Morgan, the third baseman, bats seventh. Taylor Clark, the shortstop, will bat eighth. And batting ninth is the center fielder, Alyssa Brown. And they'll face in the circle for UCLA, the two-time national player of the year. This year, a first-team All-American and also an Olympic pitcher, Rachel Garcia. Garcia on the year with a .89 ERA and an 18-1 and record, making her 28th appearance and 17th start. She has 12 complete games. She's pitched 125 in the third innings, 75 hits, 21 runs, 16 of those earned. She's walked 23, struck out 173, and opponents batting 167 against the senior righty from Palmdale, California. And Garcia actually took her only loss of the season in game number one of the Los Angeles Super Regional against Virginia Tech. The Bruins then came back and won games two and three to advance here to the Women's College World Series. But what a marquee matchup we have in the circle. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? I watch film on all these pitchers getting ready for these matchups. This was the least amount of film I've ever had to watch because I've seen Rachel Garcia so much. And also, what's the scouting report? She's got everything. Every pitch. Her rise ball is deadly. She combines that with a curve that can come inside on either side. A good changeup we'll probably see a bit tonight. And man, oh man, she has been good in the Women's College World Series and ERA just over two in her career. She's going to have to be the workhorse, though, because she's basically it. No Megan Faramo here tonight. We probably believe for the rest of the Women's College World Series unless something changes. So Alabama needs to be very aggressive. The reason Virginia Tech beat Rachel Garcia is they swung early in the count. They weren't afraid to strike out, but they were able to get to her early in at-bats. And if Alabama can do that tonight, they'll be able to get Montana Fouts the run support she needs. Garcia did throw the complete game shutout over Florida State to help advance UCLA to this matchup. Alexis Mack will lead things off as we get started here in winner's bracket matchup here in OKC. Alexis Mack steps in, left-handed hitting. And here comes the first pitch from Rachel Garcia. In there for a strike. No balls in one strike. Alexis Mack on the year, batting 409. 72 of 176, 61 runs scored, six doubles, a triple, and 19 runs driven in. Struggled yesterday, went 0 for 3. You know, hitting 364 in this NCAA tournament. And has faced Garcia a bunch, mainly back when she was at Oregon. The 0-1 pitch. Slapped at a miss. No balls and two strikes. Defensively for the Bruins. Gooden in left, Nichols in center, Brady in right. Wise at third. Perez at short, finds at second, Washington at first, and Alyssa Garcia behind the plate. No relation. No relation. But a very good arm caught a runner stealing last night for Florida State. Here comes the 0-2. And that one is a soft grounder to third. The throw is going to go wide, and Alexis Mack is on first. She will not advance to second, but Mack is on on a wild throw. 
from the third baseman Wise, and Alabama has the base runner to start things off. Well, what did we talk about before this game, back when we were sitting in the hotel room for 11 hours? <laughs> Alabama had to make UCLA work on defense, and Delaney Wiz coming in, covering this bunt, just tries to make a running throw, and it's wild. And another reason UCLA lost to Virginia Tech, errors. They had five in that matchup, and now they've given Alabama a speedy base runner with the SEC Player of the Year at the plate. They are going to give Mack a hit on that one. It was really close whether or not a good throw would have got Mack anyway. But So Alexis Mack is on first, and here comes Bailey Hemphill. SEC Player of the Year, the first pitch is in there for a call strike. No balls and one strike. Hemphill batting 414, leads the team in batting average entering, entering today's game. 58 of 140, 44 runs scored, seven doubles, a triple, 13 homers, and 53 runs driven in. Choose one for two with a solo home run, a walk, and two runs scored yesterday against the Wildcats. The 0 1 pitch is high, one ball and one strike. Yeah, Hempill in the NCAA tournament hitting 429, 6 of 14 with eight RBIs and two homers. And the win streak, 19 strike games, Tom. Hempill hitting 463, and the number I love so much, a 653 OBP. I expect UCLA to hammer the outside corner and then throw a changeup inside against her. We'll see if she can adjust to those pitches. The 1 1. Hempill takes an off speed pitch for a called strike. A ball and two strikes. Umpires for today's ball game. Chris Neighbors is behind home plate. Scott Tomlinson at first. Ron Alexander at second. And Liz Hammerschmidt, the third base umpire. Still about to set back in. And the all-time Alabama leader in home runs and walks. Top three in slugging percentage, on base percentage. One, two pitch. No. Check swing. It was outside. She didn't go. <laughs> two balls and two strikes. Gosh, Tom, I'm already in late game mode. I mean, <laughs> it feels between these two like every time you have a base runner on, you've got to take advantage. Yeah. And we talk so much about situational hitting, but these two pitchers, Fouts and Garcia, thrive in situational pitching. They're two of the best when it comes to limiting the opportunities for the opposing team. Here comes a 2-2 from Garcia. Low taking off his max. She will still second. The throw goes into center field, but backed up by Bubba Nichols, the center fielder. But that's a stolen base for Alexis Mack, her 25th of the season on 29 attempts. And the Crimson Tide now has a runner on second. And a 2-2 count on Bailey Hemphill. Excuse me, 3-2. Yeah, Alyssa Garcia caught seven runners stealing this year, but Mack full steam ahead right there. She did have a couple stolen bases in her Oregon career against UCLA, and now a great chance for Alabama. Wonder if we'll see a pitch borderline and see if Garcia gets a call. The 3-2. Bailey, who hammers this one foul. Oh, my. That was well hit. It had the distance, but not the direction. We'll do it again at three balls and two strikes. Well, Garcia, who's comfortable with that changeup, goes right back to it. Second time in this at-bat. And uh, Hemphill hit it square, but was a touch early. She sets back in with a 3-2 count. Runner on second, nobody out. Top of the first, just underway. Alabama and UCLA. Another 3-2. Hemphill pops this one up and foul ground first base side, and it will get out of play. Nice catch made by a Bama fan. Do it again. Three balls and two strikes. 
Alabama leads the all-time, excuse me, UCLA. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they do not. <laughs> UCLA leads the all-time series 10-0 over the Crimson Tide. UCLA, the only team Alabama has played multiple times and has never defeated. When we went through and checked to make sure. Yes, we that did. Is, that is a correct stat. Another 3-2 on its way. Impill again hammers it foul. Three and two, the count remains. The last meeting between these two teams came in Clearwater in the COVID-shortened 2020 season, a 7-0 Bruin victory. This is the third all-time meeting here in the Women's College World Series, but the first between these two teams since 2006. Wonderful we'll see Garcia go right back to that changeup. If she can locate it, it'll be all on Hemphill recognizing it out of the hand. Garcia calls timeout. Melissa Garcia goes out to talk. 77 degrees and clear at first pitch. Beautiful sunset over to our left. We've just had first two days. Could not ask for any better weather here in, in Oklahoma City. It's kind of been the theme for this postseason, at least for our games. I can't yeah. speak for everybody else, <laughs> but... It has been just absolutely beautiful. Picture-perfect night here in OKC and a picture-perfect crowd. The expanded capacity here, and I see nary an empty seat, Tom. There's not many, if there are any out there. I'm sure some disappointed Oklahoma State fans hanging around. Some Oklahoma fans who bought tickets and decided to come <laughs> anyway. What a battle here. This seems like a set-the-tone at-bat for these yeah. two teams. Another 3-2 on its way. Hemphill reaches out, and that's a fly ball to deep right field. That's going to get all the way to the wall. Hemphill rounds first and heads to second. Matt comes in to score. RBI double by Bailey Hemphill, and Alabama's up 1-0 here in the top of the first. You want to know how big that is? Listen to my partner's tone right there, Tom. You took it up an octave because it <laughs> matters. Alabama gets to Rachel Garcia early in this game. Vines, excuse me, Brady out and right is playing shallow because when was the last time Bailey Hemphill went oppo? Right. And this is Garcia throwing her curveball on the outside edge and Hemphill not trying to do too much with it, just going with it and pushing it out to right long enough to get past the outfielders for UCLA. And I was going to comment, and I'm going to comment it again unless they change up here with Tao. It's not just her and right. That's Everybody true. is shallow in the outfield for UCLA. So now Kaylee Tao steps in with a runner on second. Still nobody out. The first pitch. Tao swings and misses for strike one. Tao on the year batting 371. 66 of 178. 40 runs scored. 14 doubles. A triple. Seven homers. 47 runs driven in. Was one for two with a walk yesterday against the Wildcats of Arizona. And we'll see how Rachel Garcia responds right now. Then last time a team lit her up in the first, they lost to Virginia Tech. The 0-1 is low. One ball, one strike. But I do want to get to Kaylee Tao because, Tom, she has the second-best batting average on the team during the win streak, hitting 426 with 14 RBIs, a couple homers, 353 average here in the NCAA tournament. And I think Garcia, as good a matchup as she can be, is a good matchup for Kaylee Tao. The one one. Tao fouls it off. One ball, two strikes. Dimensions here at OGE Energy Field. ASA Hall of Fame Stadium. Two under down the lines, 220 to straightaway center field. Six foot wall all the way around in the outfield. As Coach Murphy talked about in the pregame interview, the exact same dimensions everywhere that we have in the Rhodes House. 
You're right, Tom. The outfield is about halfway back, and I'm kind of amazed. I know you've got Rachel Garcia in the circle, but mm. you did just get burned. The one-two pitch. Tao takes it outside. Two balls and two strikes. And nope. how about this, Tom? This goes right back to what we've talked about. During this win streak now, and including tonight, Alabama has scored in the first inning in 15 of the 20 games. Man. That's incredible. Two two to Tao. Tao's the back. Do it again. Two balls and two strikes. Still nobody out. Bailey Hempill on second. Alabama with a one-nothing lead here in the top of the first. I saw Montana Fouts head on down to the bullpen to stay warm. Hoping for an extended top of the first. Oh, well, we have to remind, remind people there's still nobody out here. Yeah. This it's only, is it's only the third at bat of the game. It's the perfect start though for Alabama, and you'd love to get more. Here comes a 2-2 to Tao. And that is a ground ball to short. The stop made. The throw is going to be in time from Perez, but Hemphill moves the third. So productive out there by Tao. Moves the runner. There's one down with a runner on third. And Tom, an underappreciated part of that play, fantastic base running by Bailey Hemphill. She was off at the crack of the bat, but she kind of glanced a little bit to see how quickly that ball was getting to Bree Perez, one of the best shortstops in the country for UCLA. And as soon as she realized she had a bit of time, she went on full steam ahead and was able to get to third. Flashed right in front of Perez as she was about to field the ball. So a good job by the Bruin shortstop. So one out, runner on third for Jenna Johnson. First pitch. Ooh, that's hammered foul. No balls and one strike. Johnson on the year, batting 293, 50, uh, 17 of 58. 12 runs scored, three doubles, a homer, and 15 runs driven in. Was one for three yesterday against Arizona. Hitting 333 in this NCAA tournament, five for 15. And has been strong here in the cleanup spot in the postseason. And in this situation, you're looking for anything you can get out up in the air. The 0-1 is outside. One ball, one strike. And if anything, Tom, what I'm loving, first off the pitch count, that was pitch 20 for Rachel Garcia. Two, the thing she really relies on is her trickeration with the movement that she's got and the spin that she uses. And she relies on those swings and misses. 20 pitches so far, and I count just two swings and misses from Alabama batters, Tom. The 1-1 is high, two balls and one strike. And something when we were watching the Florida State game yesterday, and yes, it was a, a complete game shutout by Rachel Garcia, but the Seminoles were, were hitting her. You know, I think it was seven total hits. I, I don't have the five. five yeah. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, but they had the hits. They just couldn't. They weren't getting them at the right time. Yeah. weren't able to get a score. There was good play defensively for UCLA as well, keeping Florida State off the board. So um, not untouchable. Just got to get the big hits at the right time. Alabama done that already here in the top of the first. Well, we talked about situational pitching, but I think also a lot of people are going to look back at this first inning and think about situational fielding. I'm yeah. not quite sure. Even though Bailey Hampill never goes oppo, I mean, Brady shouldn't have been that far in. No. They're pretty far in for Jenna Johnson right now, too. The 2-1. Johnson takes the pitch on the outside corner. I believe it was a called strike. Yeah. 
I don't know why the scoreboard says 3-1. 2-2, two two, I believe. Yep, 2-2. Two two. I thought it was outside two, but <laughs> Chris Neighbor says it was a strike. So it's a 2-2 two -two count with one out. The pitch. That one is outside. The count's full, three and two. Some really solid at-bats here for the first first four. I'm loving it. I mean, this team seemed confident. I was talking with KB Sides, who's on deck, earlier today, and she said, we're ready. We're ready for this. Payoff pitch. That's going to be a liner. That's going to fall for a base hit into center field. Johnson's on first. Hempel's home. It's 2-0 Alabama. Well, Alabama's throwing the punches right now. This is a curveball in on the hands from Rachel Garcia. That curveball is one of the toughest pitches to hit in all of college softball. And Johnson just muscles it out. A curveball inside a little elevated, but Johnson able to get enough bat on it to drop it short of Nichols. And you really couldn't dream of a better start for Alabama here in this game. Yeah, didn't hit it particularly hard, but hit it where Nichols couldn't get to it. So now runner on first, one out, two nothing Alabama, KB sides at the plate. The pitch, called strike. No balls in one strike, sides. The senior batting 320, 41 of 128. 33 runs scored, 10 doubles, a triple, and 20 runs driven in. Was 0 for three yesterday with a strikeout. But hit the ball really well. Had yeah. a couple long flyouts out to left. He's only batting 176 in this tournament, but like Tao, I think this is a good matchup for sides if she gets one up and out. The 0 pitch, fouls it back. No balls and two strikes. Patrick Murphy, the head coach of the Crimson Tide in his 23rd season as the Alabama head man. An Alabama head coaching record of 1,148 victories, 318 losses, a 783 winning percentage. Alabama and Patrick Murphy now 21 and 23 all time at the Women's College World Series with, of course, that 2012 National Championship. The 0-2, that's a ground ball to deep second. The nice backhanded play and scooped and flipped to second by Vines to get the force out at second. Sides is on first, and that was a web gem of a play there by Vines. Well, this UCLA defense, they don't have an error officially. They do have a mental mishap by Wiz earlier, but they usually are really strong. And Vines doing a great job there, ranging over to a right on that semi-slow roller and scooping it over to Perez. But, oh, look, Tom, two mm. outs, and guess who's up? Stop me if you've heard this before. Savannah Woodard up with two, <laughs> two outs. KB sides on first. And here comes the first pitch to the sophomore lefty. Called strike. No balls in one strike. Woodard on the year, batting 298. 36 of 121. 25 runs scored. A double, a triple, three homers, and 25 runs driven in. Was one for three with a run scored. And like Patrick Murphy talked about in the pregame interview, got that sixth inning rally started with two outs. The 0-1 pitch is a ball taking off his sides, and she will steal ahead of the throw. Wow. Sides safe, now 12 for 14 stolen bases this year as Alabama with two stolen bases here in the first inning. Alabama does not care mm. about Alyssa Garcia's arm or that they're playing UCLA, a team that doesn't give up a lot of swipes. And that was easy yeah. for KB sides. 
But kind of back to Savannah Woodard. I'm looking at her in the box. She is lined up in the very back. I wonder if she's waiting to see when that movement breaks out, and that's kind of the plan for Alabama here tonight. The 1-1 side, or excuse me, Woodard reaches out and fouls it off. The ball and two strikes. Patrick Murphy led his program to the World Series for the first time in his first season in 1999. His 13th overall appearance. Fourth time Bama is 1-0 in the tournament. And the Tide is 3-0 in those winners bracket games. It's true. 3-0 all time in those games. UCLA in game twos after winning game one. 17-8. So a lot more games, well, but yeah, right. eight losses. Oh, well, yeah. There you go. Like it. I do what I can <laughs> to spin it. The 1-2. Woodard swings and misses for strike three, and that'll do it for the Crimson Tide here in the first, but it was a heck of a first inning for Alabama as they get two runs on three hits. There were no errors and one runner left on base. Uh, just a really impressive start. Alabama was aggressive with Garcia. They seem to have a really good game plan, and a thing I'll be counting all night long, Tom, 30 pitches in the first for Richard Garcia, three swings and misses from Alabama. They're getting good contact here to start. We move to the bottom of the first inning. Alabama 2, UCLA coming to bat here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back to Oklahoma City. We move to the bottom of the first inning. Alabama with a 2-0 lead over UCLA. Here is the Chick-fil-A starting lineup for the national two-seed and defending national champion UCLA Bruins. Roll Tide with Chick-fil-A. UCLA is 47-5 on the year on a three-game winning streak. They beat Florida State yesterday 4-0 to advance this winner's bracket game. Bubba Nichols, the center fielder, will lead things off. Starting pitcher Rachel Garcia will bat second. Aliyah Jordan, the designated player, batting third. Batting fourth, Delaney Wiz, the third baseman. Batting fifth, the right fielder, Maya Brady. Brianna Perez, the shortstop, bat six. Kinsley Washington, the first baseman, will bat seventh. Anna Bynes, the second baseman, batting eighth. And Kelly Gooden, the right left fielder, will bat ninth. They'll face in the circle for Alabama. The right-handed junior from Grayson, Kentucky. Unanimous first-team All-American, Montana Fouts. Fouts on the year with a 148 ERA, a 26-3 record, making her 35th appearance and 31st start. She has 23 complete games, 203 and two-thirds innings, giving up 137 hits. 52 runs, 43 of those have been earned. She's walked 46, struck out a mere 330 batters on the year. <laughs> Opponents batting 183. The first pitch to Bubba Nichols is a little bit high for ball one. Yesterday, Fouts got the complete game victory over Arizona. Seven innings, two hits, one run. It was earned, no walks, and tying a career high with 16 strikeouts. Three and one all time in this event. 28 innings pitch, Tom. An ERA of one in the Women's College World Series. 1-0. Here's the strike. One ball and one strike. Bubba Nichols, the senior, batting 338. 24 of 71, 16 runs scored, six doubles, a triple, four homers, and 22 runs driven in for the Olympian, who missed a significant portion of the season with an injury, just coming back, really, to her starting spot here this week. That's a one-hopper to Kaylee Tao at first. She makes the stop and will step on the bag for out number one. Yeah, Nichols has kind of been the spark plug for UCLA here in this NCAA tournament. When she has come in, she provided kind of a mental boost against Virginia Tech in game three of that series. But hits it hard, but right to an Alabama defender to start off the bottom of the first. That will bring up Rachel Garcia. Batting 345 on the year, 39 of 113, 22 runs scored, five doubles, 12 homers, and 32 runs driven in. Uh, she's a two-time player of the year is because 
She's just as fearsome of a hitter as she is a pitcher. First pitch, called strike. No balls and one strike. Yeah, Garcia in this tournament hitting 263, but only five hits, and all of them have been huge. Right. Had the RBI against Fresno State in the winner's bracket game of the LA Regional. The 0 1. Swing and a miss. Strike two went after the rise. No balls and two strikes. I will say the one thing Rachel Garcia really struggled with in supers was the rise ball of Keely Rochard. And that's why in this tournament, Garcia struck out six times, and I think four or five of them were against Virginia Tech in those three games. The 0-2. Oh, rise ball that went all the way to the backstop. Nice. <laughs> Bare-handed play there by Bailey Hemphill. Ball on two strikes. Defensively for Alabama. Mack in left, Brown in center, sides in right. Morgan at third, Clark at short, Woodard at second, Tau at first, and Hemphill behind the plates. Can't even believe you're looking at the sheet, Tom. I know, just to make sure. <laughs> Mack playing on the warning track in left field. Yeah, Garcia's got so much pop in her bat. The one, two. Fouled back. We'll do it again. One ball, two strikes. One out here. Bottom of the first inning, nobody on for UCLA. Alabama with a 2-0 lead. And, of course, with Alabama scoring in the top of the first, the response stat comes mm. into play. UCLA this year, 18-43 answering back, but just one for six in the postseason. The one time they did was when they were down 6-0 to Virginia Tech and cut it to 6-2. Right. It's also not very many times they've given up runs. True. <laughs> the 1-2. Oh. Ooh, just missed a little bit low. Uh. It was right down the middle. Touch low. Count moves to two balls and two strikes. It's a good location, though. You're hoping for the call there, because if you do, that expands the strike zone, gives you more room to work. 2-2 two -two pitch. Swung on and missed for strike three. Curves drop there by Montana Fouts. Gets a strikeout, and there's two gone. Well, like you said, Tom, this is a really good pitch and a good pitch sequence by Fouts. Again, hammering around the zone, throwing the rise, getting the swings and misses, almost getting the drop call, and then coming downstairs, a pitch moving away from Garcia and getting the second swing and a miss from a Bruin batter here early in the game. Leah Jordan steps in. The first pitch is a called strike. No balls in one strike now on Jordan. Junior batting 326. 44 of 135, 35 runs scored, nine doubles, a triple, eight homers, and 33 runs driven in for the hero of the championship series of 2019 season. Hitting 452 all time in this event. That one just misses outside, 1-1. One one. Seven RBIs, three homers, a triple, a double, six walks, eight strikeouts, seven runs scored, but hitting just 227 in the NCAA tournament. But with that average in mind, Tom, in my opinion, Aaliyah Jordan is the scariest batter in this lineup because she's got so much strength yeah. in her swing. When she makes contact, it goes a long way. 1-1 one, one. is a foul ball that will go down the left field line, gets out of play. Ball and two strikes. Interesting to see Jordan right there on that swing hitch a bit. Mm -hmm. She was going to be way out in front of that, even though it was 72 miles per hour. <laughs> was able to time to it up a little better. Very little wind to speak of, but what wind there is is blowing out to left field. And the crowd to their feet. The one-two misses low and away. Two balls and two strikes. I say to their feet. I don't think they've sat down. 
I don't know if anyone who has a real major rooting interest in this game has sat down much here already. This gives me, I know we've already seen runs in this game, but this gives me major Alabama-Oklahoma 2019 game one of semifinal Sunday vibes. Yeah. It's got that kind of feel. 2-2 two -two pitch. Rise ball high, and the count's full. Three balls and two strikes. So it's a better adjustment by Jordan after watching Garcia swing at essentially the same pitch, holding off on that rise. But again, if you're fouts, that's got to start a little bit lower, a little bit too non-competitive on that pitch. And here comes the payoff. Jordan again fouls it off. Gets out of play. That remains three balls and two strikes. Finishing off the coaching staff for Alabama, the associate head coach is Allison Habits. The pitching coach, Stephanie Van Braco Prothro. Morgan Lashley, the volunteer assistant, director of softball operations, is Kate Harris. Asianska is the athletic trainer, Nathan Sheehan, sports information, and Scott Moyer, the video director for the Tide. For UCLA, their head coach is Ke Kelly Inouye Perez. Assistant coaches, Lisa Fernandez, Kirk Walker, and the volunteer assistant is Don Slott. Yeah, Kelly I, the Pac-12 Pitcher of the Year this year, honestly a little surprising to me, but she has been at UCLA for quite a long time, a part of that Bruin family, taking over for the great Sue Inquist back in the late 2000s. Another 3-2. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Jordan goes down on strikes as Montana Fouts just threw that one right past her. She absolutely did a little up movement as well from Montana Fouts. But, Tom, I told you I'd be keeping track of swings and misses. Alabama, three in the first inning off Garcia on 30 pitches. UCLA, three in the first inning off 16 pitches. A good sign for the Crimson Tide. For UCLA, no runs, no hits, no errors, no runners left. We played an inning. Alabama 2, UCLA nothing here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The Golden Triangle Regional Airport in Columbus, Mississippi is the fastest way for Tide fans in Northwest Alabama to get to their destinations just one hour from Tuscaloosa. The Golden Triangle Regional Airport provides easy parking and short security and check-in lines. Golden Triangle Regional Airport is simply more convenient. Visit them online at gtra.com. We head to the top of the fifth inning, Alabama with a 2-0 lead over UCLA. For the Tide, two runs on four hits, no errors, and three runners left on base. For the Bruins, nothing but zeros across the board. Do up for the Tide here in the fifth inning. Brown, Mack, and Hemphill, 9-1-2. So this is a, a good three coming up, I think, for the Crimson Tide here in this situation. Absolutely, and I think we're going to see where Rachel Garcia is right now mentally because we have seen Brown, yes, get out, but hit it hard. We have seen Mack get a single and get out, but hit it hard. And we have seen Bailey Hemphill walk and have an RBI double. So this is the very toughest part of the order, in my opinion, facing Rachel Garcia. And if she struggles to find the zone, I think there's a chance for Alabama to add a couple more here in this frame. So Alyssa Brown will lead things off. for one on the day. She lined into a double play her first time. First pitch. Pulls back the bun. It's high for ball one. And I feel like we haven't added to the Alyssa Brown has scored a run stat in a little while. It's been a hot second, Tom. 
But we only read it after a run scored. So. Well, of course. We'll get to it later, folks. Don't <laughs> worry. The 1-0 pitch is slapped to third. The throw, ooh, ooh almost pulled the first baseman Washington off the bag, but she kept her foot on, so Brown is retired. There's one away. It's great athleticism by Washington because for the third time tonight, Delaney Wiz makes kind of an iffy play over at third. I mean, this should be pretty easy. She even had time to set her feet and still threw a bit wide. Luckily, Washington, pretty tall, able to reach out there and snag the ball while keeping the foot on the bag. She snow coned it there with the first base glove. So one out now, back to the top of the order, and Alexis Smack, one for two. Singled and scored in the first, lined out in the third. Here comes the first pitch. Called strike, backdoor curve there. No balls and one strike. Acevedo is back up and throwing in the UCLA bullpen. Jayla Torrance is staying warm in the Alabama bullpen. The 0-1 pitch. Mack pulls back the bunt, takes it outside, 1-1. One one. It's a continual thing if you're an Alabama pitcher, always stay warm regardless of the situation. Yeah, you never know. Never know. Got to be ready. Would be quite surprising. It would be a <laughs> shock. The 1 1 pitch. Mack with a blooper that's going to fall. And the first baseman and second baseman run into each other trying to dive for it. That's going to be an infield single for Alexis Mack. Well, this is not how Alexis Mack drew it up at all. No. I mean, you're trying to obviously on the slap put it on the ground, but it was just right in that perfect spot to the right of Garcia, rather to her left, and just too shallow for either Vines or Washington to come up and make the catch. And and Vines again. laid out for it too, and they are lucky that Vines' head didn't hit the knee of Washington. Yeah, Washington, while diving, somehow dove exactly over Vines. <laughs> but either way, here we go. A dangerous situation for UCLA, and that'll lead to a meeting in the circle with Lisa Fernandez. Patrick Murphy comes down to talk with him, Bill, and he's clapping as well as Alabama trying to add some runs to this 2-0 lead that they currently enjoy. And again, Alabama gets a runner on here in the fifth inning. Just keep applying the pressure. You know, bust back through here soon. Yeah, and Tom, you know, I think right now the conversation is what do you do on the base paths? If I'm Patrick Murphy right now, I am not sending Alexis Mack because I think UCLA is going to be ready for that. Mack already has a steal. I think we might see a pitch out on the first or second pitch right. against Hemphill, potentially ready for that. But, I mean, Garcia has given up a single and a walk, so I would let potentially Mack get to second via what Hemphill does at the right. plate. Yeah, that's it. One drawback of Max stealing in this situation would be you open up first base. And now Hemphill steps in, one for one on the day. Doubled with an RBI and a run scored in the first, walked in the third. First pitch, high for ball one, and you're right, she was coming up ready to throw. Dick Garcia behind the plate, but Mac wasn't going anywhere, one and oh. Also, Tom, I noted it in the third, but check out that outfield alignment. Mm. They're back up a little bit more, aren't they? It was just odd to see how close they were playing in the first inning. 
even against Bailey Hemphill. 1-0. Outside 2-0. Yeah, I think you're in a situation if you're Alabama where you just let Hemphill get aboard. It appears like Garcia is not going to try and challenge her. And if she does, Hemphill has had some hard fouls tonight and that RBI double. I think you set it up for the people behind. The 2-0 pitch. High 3-0. That's one of the things that has made Hemphill's season so amazing this year for the Tide is that if they're going to walk her, she's letting him. Yep. They're not, you know, she's hit some balls in the other batter's box out in those situations too, but she's not forcing it. Relying on the rest of her teammates, which they've come through. The 3-0. Outside again for ball four, and that's a four-pitch walk to Bailey Hemphill, her second walk of the day, putting runners now here on first and second with one out for Kaylee Tao. And we bring back up the stat. I've updated it now. Kaylee Tao during the win streak and ABs after Hemphill has walked. 10 for 25, 11 RBIs, a couple homers, a couple doubles, a couple walks as well. And a great chance here to maybe mm -hmm. bust this one open a bit. The infield is, I mean, excuse me, the outfield has come back in against Tao. The first pitch is a called strike, 0 1. Maybe they're thinking you want to be close enough to try to throw somebody out at home and relying on your speed in the outfield if one gets over your head, but I'm not sure I agree with that. <laughs> they keep trying to attack Tao outside. We'll see if Garcia can leave one a bit too elevated that Tao can hammer. She loves going oppo. The 1 inside almost hits Tao. One ball, one strike. That was a pretty gutsy take. That was probably half an inch from hitting Kaylee yeah. Tao on the left eye, and she did not move. She she moved nary an inch. Again, you don't have to try to get out of the way. As long as you stay in the batter's box, you can take it. Garcia did hit a lot of batters in regionals. 1-1. One, one. Tao takes it outside. Two balls and one strike. Once again, Chris Neighbors hearing it from the UCLA faithful down the third base line, but knocking on wood, I haven't had much of an issue. Yeah, I agree. But if I'm Tao, this is the one. I would expect to see Garcia throw a change up here. It's been a while since she's gone to that pitch. 2-1. Tao with a fly ball to deep center field. That one's way back. Way gone! Three-run homer for Kaylee Tao. It's 5-0 Alabama. Guess what pitch, Tom? The changeup. Garcia wanted to get one in the zone on the 2-1. And if I thought it, I'm sure Kaylee Tao was thinking it too. As this one just floats over the middle and Kaylee Tao hammers it off a two-time player of the year, the Olympian. And once again, she comes up clutch after Bailey Hemphill has walked. I mean, this is right down the heart. You have to take advantage of mistakes like that from Rachel Garcia. And Kaylee Tao absolutely did perfectly on time. That was brilliant. I've got chills. That oh was my awesome. Gosh. Kaylee Tao again continues to make teams pay. If they walk Hemphill, they get to her. And she's made them regret that decision more times than not this postseason. 
Haley Tao with the home run. Now eight on the year. RBIs 48, 49, and 50, and there haven't been many bigger than those three. Again, your tone says everything, Tom. I mean, what Alabama's doing to Rachel Garcia tonight, mm. not many teams have done on a stage like this. So Jen Johnson steps back in now. One for two on the day with a single and an RBI. That one's popped foul down the first baseline. 0-1. Oh, I got to sit down. I'm at a loss <laughs> for words. Now Kaylee Tao, 11 for 26 with 14 RBIs and three homers during the win streak and at-bats after Bailey Hemphill has walked. Mm. The 0-1, Johnson squares around to bunt. That hit her. That hit her in the box. Okay, the home plate umpire did not see it. Chris Neighbors, but Scott, Scott Tomlinson saw it and called it foul. 0-2. I mean, I'm all for getting aboard however you can, but that would have been a pretty <laughs> egregious missed call. <laughs> pretty, pretty blatant. I mean, gosh. And yet we've seen that, weirdly yeah. enough, a lot this year. Couple of times to Alabama. 0-2 now on Jenna Johnson. Wow. Timeout called. Garcia calls the other Garcia out to talk with her. Rachel Garcia is really frustrated right now. Really frustrated. And you know, again, this goes back to the big storyline coming into this World Series. There's no Megan Faramo. Yep. Right now, maybe already in this game, we would have seen her come in if Garcia got oh, the yeah. start. But that option really isn't there for UCLA. So it's up to the All-American, the Olympian, to figure it out herself. The 0-2. That's a ground ball to third. Is has it, throws overs in time, and there's two gone. I'm I'm I would frankly not be surprised if we see Acevedo next inning. I think we'll see. I think it depends on how the rest of this inning goes, but she is no longer in the bullpen. Okay, besides now steps in. L for two, Rishon Fielder's choice, and a fly out today. See if Sides is more on time. Was a little bit late in that fly out in the fourth on her swings. First pitch is a called strike as the Tao family has been the recipient of that home run ball. One of the cooler traditions here at the Women's College World Series. And pills and doors already with balls here this week. The 0-1, swung on and missed. No balls and two strikes. Tom, I want to go back to the Kaylee Tao stat I was just talking about. So in at-bats after Hemphill has walked, which is a lot of them, yeah. but in those situations, she has 14 RBIs. During the entire win streak, she has 17. So that literally proves my point. She is proving people wrong when they walk Hemphill to get to her, and she's done it throughout this 19-game win streak. The 0-2 sides with a fly ball to deep center, but ranging over is Nichols. She will make the catch on the liner for out number three to retire the side. But what a fifth inning it has been for the Crimson Tide as Alabama gets three runs on two hits, including the three-run homer by the All-American Kaylee Tao. No errors and no runners left on base. We stretch here in, in OKC 
Alabama with a 5-0 lead over UCLA here in the winner's bracket on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Try the new seasonal Chick-fil-A Spicy Deluxe Sandwich available for a limited time at your local Alabama Chick-fil-A location. All Chick-fil-A locations in Alabama are proud partners of the Crimson Tide. Roll Tide with Chick-fil-A. We have stretched here in OKC. We move to the bottom of the fifth inning. Alabama with a 5-0 lead over UCLA. Two runs in the first inning for Alabama and three in that top of the fifth. A three-run homer by Kaylee Tao. And now Montana Fouts back out for her fifth inning of work. And four, five, six, two up for the Bruins. Wiz, Brady, and Perez. Well, you know, you've got a five-run lead, but don't think that's enough. You want to keep attacking this Bruin lineup of your Montana Fouts. However, this does bring into play a stat we've tracked all year. Alabama has hit that magic number five. When they have scored five or more, Alabama this season is 37-0. and 0. So that's wow. a good sign. Yes. But that being said, don't take your foot off the gas pedal against these Bruins because this is a team that knows how to come back and win games late. This is the third time Alabama has played UCLA in the Women's College World Series. The fifth time in NCAA tournament action have these two teams faced off. In those previous matchups, Alabama had scored a total of four runs. I say the uh, script has been flipped here tonight, partner as Alabama looking for their first ever victory over UCLA in their 11th try. Delaney Wiz steps in. She's 0 for 1 with a strikeout. The first pitch is outside for ball one. Now, after Alabama hit that home run, you got to think the mindset will change for the Bruins. Mm -hmm. Now, Wiz just took that first pitch ball, but I think they're going to be much more aggressive early in the count against Fouts after they had yet another full team meeting out <laughs> in the field between innings. The 1-0. That's a check sling foul ball. One ball and one strike on the fifth, or excuse me, the fourth year junior, Wiz, who's from Orcutt, California, transfer from Loyola Marymount. The 1-1. That one is a liner to center on the run and making the catch in the gap is Alyssa Brown for out number one. And that is the first put out by an Alabama outfielder <laughs> in the Women's College World Series. Yeah, the eraser strikes again. Let me tell you what, Tom, off the bat, this one looks really good. This is the best contact anyone except Jesse Harper has had all World Series long off fouts. But, man, Alyssa Brown can make very tough Plays in the outfield look very easy as she got there in plenty of time and really didn't have to stress much. Yep. One out now for Maya Brady. Who's 0 for 1 with a strikeout. Did you know she's Tom Brady's niece? What? The first pitch <laughs> is fouled off. And that's in fair ground. Kaylee Tao makes the play, stepping on the bag. Round number two, I thought that hit her foot. I thought it absolutely hit her, but nobody overturned it. Kelly I out talking with the home plate umpire, Chris Neighbors. I'll tell you what, Tom, from my eye. And Bailey Hemphill smiling, looking at the defense. I think she All right. knows it was a foul, too. Let's see if it actually was on the replay. No. No, it wasn't. 
it hit in, fair, in foul ground to begin with and then spun in fair ground. So That's actually a great no call. Yeah. I beg your pardon. Great job, umpires. Good job, Chris Neighbors and Scott Tomlinson. I thought based on the angle, there would be no way it could right. hit her. That had some crazy spin on it. Now Brady's gone, and there's two away. First pitch to Brianna Perez is a ball. One ball, no strikes. Unless there's a drop third strike, uh, that does mean that there will not be multiple strikeouts this inning, though, by Montana Fouts. <laughs> Pull the scholarship. <laughs> the 1-0. Pulls back the bun. It's a little bit high. 2-0. UCLA has calmed down a bit on the swings and misses and the chases, but they're still not really getting good contact. Other than that whiz flyout, not much. 2-0. Ooh, that one's a little bit low and outside. The count moves to 3-0. Yeah, more low than anything. I actually thought that 1-0 pitch was a strike, but either way. Just the second 3-0 count of the day for Fouts. She fought back to get Kelly Gooden to ground out. The 3-0 is fouled off as Perez was green-lighted there on a 3-0. Count moves to 3-1. I mean, I, I kind of understand it because right. you're down five runs, and you know it's going to be a strike, so you might as well attack. Fourth-year junior from Martinez, California, is Perez. The 3-1. Fouled off again. Fouts has battled this one back to a full count. the number and now the payoff pitch swing and a miss strike three got it with a rise and another one two three inning pitch by Montana Fouts capped off by a strikeout of Brianna Perez after she fell down in the count three and oh Tom that is now as I do the quick math Montana Fouts 22nd double digit strikeout game of the year 16 of which have come against ranked opponents and two out of two here in the Women's College World Series. Are you kidding me? About uh, against two of the top offenses in the entire nation with Arizona and UCLA. We've played five. Alabama leads it 5 nothing over UCLA here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We head to the top of the sixth inning here in OKC. Alabama with a 5-0 lead over UCLA. Due up for the Crimson Tide here in the sixth. Woodard, Morgan, and Clark, 6-7-8 against Rachel Garcia. She is back out for her sixth inning of work. Alabama, five runs on six hits, no errors, three runners left. UCLA, no runs, no hits, no errors, no runners left on base. Situationally, the Crimson Tide here today. Six for 19 overall with three for 11 runners on base. Three for seven with them in scoring position. 0 for four with two outs. But Alabama 
getting those hits bunched up, which is always what you want. And again, I go back to the game plan. They have had a great game plan all night long on Garcia. They have adjusted when she has adjusted, and they haven't chased. That's the key against great pitchers like Rachel Garcia. And I go back to the swing and miss count. 90 pitches in this game for Rachel Garcia, which is kind of amazing anyway. Right. Seven swings and misses by Alabama batters. Just seven. Man. It's incredible. And has had at least one base runner every inning. So continuing to apply pressure and making her throw high stress pitches. Now Savannah Woodard steps in now. One for two on the day with a single and a strikeout. First pitch. Slap foul for strike one. And seeing Sav go with the slap. That's something she's done a whole lot this season, but it led to the infield hit her last time up in the uh, fourth inning. And she did have a slap RBI earlier this year. Now the games run together, but right. that was, I believe, in a non-conference situation. The 0-1 is slap foul. No balls and two strikes. Yeah, we were talking about something in the during the long day today before we got in, and, and we were saying something happened in the North Alabama game. And I was thinking back in my brain, I had literally zero recollection of that game happening. I know so I did much TV. Yes. I know I really liked their coach. Yeah. But yeah, this season has been a journey, an odyssey, if you will. <laughs> Indeed. The 0-2, Woodard checked her swing on the slap. They're going to ask if she went around. She did not. One ball, two strikes. And I want to get your thoughts on something else, too. Always. Gray is. I was thinking today as well that, you know, at the beginning of the season and maybe even, you know, halfway through the season, was just so happy that we were playing that I wasn't living and dying with every win and loss. I was just glad the games were going on the way that happened, you know, everything that happened last year. That one slapped foul. I'll do it again, one ball and two strikes. And it really wasn't until we got into the postseason that I was really, really got locked in and, and, and was got get, getting to me the way that it normally does. Um, did you kind of go through the same thing? Sort of. Uh, I mean, it, it's stranger for me because my life plans changed a lot with last year, too. Right. Um, I luckily also got an extra year, just like the seniors <laughs> on the team. But I will say this after this pitch. The one, two. Low, two and two. I understand where you're coming from. And I, I think for me, when I finally realized, oh, this is real. This is a team that can do something. Yeah. Actually, genuinely this year was not the early part of the winning streak. It wasn't coming back in game three against Florida. I think it was Montana Fouts coming back in against Tennessee after Bailey Hemphill hit the home run in the SEC tournament. 2-2, two, two, and that one is slapped down the first baseline, but it'll spin foul. We'll do it again, 2-2. Two two. Yeah. There was... It became very real at that moment. Right. In that 15-minute stretch. Sure. Well, it, I guess maybe one thing is that I was thinking to the point of everyone is winning just by playing this, this season. That's right. So, <laughs> but then it got to a point of, no, everyone who wins, wins. So, so it... it, it and that's the way it normally is, and it didn't really get to me until we got into postseason with that way. The 2-2. That one slapped to short. Nice backhanded play, but the throw is well wide. And Savannah Woodard reaches base on an errant throw by Perez at short. She made an excellent backhanded play, but then the throw was nowhere near. And Also, you had Washington and Woodard running into each other. 
So the umpires have got it together, and they're going to discuss possible, I think, obstruction and maybe awarding Woodard second base. Yeah, I mean, first off, this is a fantastic backhand by Bree Perez. And that's why Jen Schroeder has been on the campaign that Bree Perez is the best shortstop in the country. But you got to complete the process, right? And the yeah. throw was nowhere close. I mean, Kareem would have had to jump really high to get that one. And Speaking of Bruins. Yeah. Or oh, Bill Walton. Wow, it all ties it yes, together, doesn't yeah. it? But either way, that gives Alabama yet another base runner in this game. And I oh, my gosh. I mean, this is like 12 feet in the air. Allison Habits had to scurry out of the way. She was closer to being the recipient yeah. than Kinsley Washington was. They are not going to award Woodard second via an obstruction, so it's just going to be an E6 putting the runner on first. And now Maddie Morgan steps in. 0 for 1 with a strikeout and a walk. I would bet we'll see a sacrifice here from Morgan. Alabama trying to add to the 5-0 lead with nobody out here in the top of the 6th. First pitch. Oh. Outside for ball one is noted slapper Maddie Morgan moved up as though she was slapping at that one. I mean, no, Maddie Morgan's not going to slap, but it's a different look. Exactly. I mean, we've never seen it, so I know UCLA hasn't. She does square around before the pitch is thrown here. 1 0, pulls it back and reaches out and fouls that off on a hit and run. 1 1. Alabama tonight, three for 11 with runners on base. And some might say, do better. But honestly, 273 average against Rachel Garcia, who's yeah. allowing a 172 average in those situations, is really strong. Squares around the bunt again. The 1-1 does get the bunt down this time. It's down the first baseline. And everyone's going to be safe. Perfectly deadened bunt down the first baseline. I thought they were going to try to see if it would go foul. but. Finally, it was picked up by Wiz. But that's going to be an infield single by Maddie Morgan, putting runners on first and second with nobody out. UCLA fans have to be pulling their hair out. I mean, this is a play. If you're Wiz, you go in, you get it. If you pick up the ball, when you get there, you throw to first, you get Morgan easily. I'm not sure what she was waiting on because it didn't have the steam, it looked like, to roll foul. On that second bounce, it deadens. But right there, as Wiz gets there, she should pick up the ball and throw to first, and she doesn't. And that is another yeah. mental miscue by this Bruins infield that gives Allen Alabama essentially a free base and she turned around and said something to Garcia behind the plate I kind of like what happened on that other ground ball to third I'm wondering if Garcia is telling her that's a Jen Schroeder question but yeah we'll definitely have to check the group chat ask the Bruin I'm sure she's in a real good state of mind right now first pick first pitch to Taylor Clark is a called strike she pulled back the bunt no balls in one strike on Clark, who is 0 for 1, laid down the sack in the second, and fouled out in the fourth. It just seems like every guess UCLA has made in the infield has been the wrong the guess. The correct one. And that was what was happening against Virginia Tech in that first right. game as well. Even errors that are not, you know, 
go down as errors. That's a bunt back to Garcia in the circle, but the only play she has is the first, so the sacrifice is successful by Taylor Clark, putting runners on second and third with one way. I love the idea here, Tom, because Clark actually puts a lot of umph on this bunt, and if it were a little bit more to the right, that skirts past Garcia and is a tough play for the infield. Right. But unfortunately, a little bit too flat, and Garcia able to field her position so well. It was too, and also to Garcia's left, the first base side. So, because I think the only other play could have been maybe to get Woodard at third because he was hit so hard. Right. But no way she's going to make, make that turnaround to get the throw. So it all worked out well for Clark and Bama there. So now Alyssa Brown steps in. Runners on second and third, one out. The first pitch is a college strike, 0 and 1. Brown's 0 for 2. Line into a double play in the second and grounded out in the fifth. Yeah, and in moments like this, typically runners on second and third, a slapper up, you might see a pinch hitter, but I, I think it's a great move to keep Brown in because, yes, she's 0 for 2, but they've both been shots. Yeah. Hard hits off Garcia. The 0 1. Oh, <laughs> that one is slapped foul. 0 and 2, but yeah, she was trying to line that one into the gap. If it gets over the head of these outfielders for UCLA, Katie bar the door. I mean, keep in mind, Alabama's got five runs. I've just, just saying. I've thought about it. <laughs> it is the top half, but still. Yep. The 0-2 pitch. Brown with a hard hit ball to first. They will tag Brown, but coming in to score is Woodard. And that's going to be an RBI ground out for Alyssa Brown. And Alabama now leads it six to nothing. Well, why do you keep Brown in? Because she's hit some shots and mainly she's kept it in play. And right there, there was nothing else Kinsley Washington could do but tag Brown. And that easily allows a run to come across. Just, again, great execution by Alabama. It's a small thing, but just putting the ball in play allows another run to score. Yeah, and kind of this game has been a microcosm as well of Alabama's offense in general. Alabama can Tom manufacture some runs. I think it's happening. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Kelly Anue Prez is making a crimson drive call to the bullpen as Rachel Garcia has been chased from the game here in the top of the sixth inning. We'll tell you about the new pitcher right after this. It's six nothing Alabama here in the bottom, or excuse me, in the top of the sixth inning with two out on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. UCLA head coach Kelly Inouye Perez makes the Crimson Drive call to the bullpen. Crimson Drive is our new weekly afternoon talk show on all CTSN social media platforms, including Facebook and Twitter. Crimson Drive is live each Thursday at 2 p.m. Central, so join us for the latest on Alabama athletics. With two outs here in the top of the six, Rachel Garcia will give way to the new pitcher for UCLA, Holly Azevedo. Azevedo on the air, 1-8-3 ERA, an 8-1 record, 15th appearance, 61 and a third innings pitched, 52 hits, 22 runs, 16 earned, 19 walks, 51 Ks. Opponents hitting 221 against Azevedo, who throws it about 63-65. She's got a good changeup. She can throw in any count. Rise, curve. She'll hammer inside to the righties, but has struggled in the World Series. All time in this event, an 8-3-3 ERA in four and two-thirds innings pitched. But I go back to what I said. I can't remember if it was in the 
pregame light or the actual pregame. <laughs> but right. I said, if we mention Holly Azevedo coming into pitch, that means it's a really good night for Alabama. Tom, it has been a really, really good night for Alabama as they chase Rachel Garcia. The second straight time Alabama has chased a former Player of the Year winner in the World Series before the game concludes. Garcia goes five and two-thirds innings, seven hits, six runs, five earned, three walks, and three strikeouts, 105 pitches, 67 strikes thrown by Garcia, who enters the game with a sub-one ERA on the year, and it's now but up over one. Also, there are a 1,000 defensive changes, so bear with us. We Okey will dokey. adjust those right now. As Alexis Mack steps in with a runner on third, Maddie Morgan. First pitch, low for ball one. Mack is two for three. Two singles, two runs scored, and a line out here today. All right, defensive changes for UCLA. Tessa Malaulu is now in over at third. Wiz has moved behind the plate. She's catching. Aliyah Jordan now in right. And Rachel Garcia, the DP. The 1-0 is bunted. And it's foul. It's going to be no fair ball. They, they one sign it. was right. Yeah. One sign was wrong. But apparently it is a fair ball down third baseline. And Morgan is tagged out. And that'll do it for Alabama here in the six. But the Crimson Tide adds an extra run here in the top of the sixth inning. They get one run on one hit. There was one error and one runner left on base. We move to the bottom of the sixth inning. Alabama leads UCLA 6-0 here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We move to the bottom of the sixth inning. Alabama with a 6-0 lead over UCLA. Two up for the Bruins here in the home half of the six. Washington, Vines, and Gooden. Originally, we'll see if any of those defensive changes make any changes offensively for the Bruins. But this is where I usually go over situationals uh, offensively. <laughs> uh, but for UCLA, um, 0 for 15 and uh, 0 for 5 with two outs. They have not had a base runner, so there's been no runners on base or runners in scoring position for the Bruins here heading into the sixth inning as Montana Fouts comes out for her sixth inning of work. She's thrown 73 pitches here today. And 48 strikes, 10 strikeouts, no walks. And the fifth inning, only the second one so far here, the Women's College World Series, she hasn't had multiple strikeouts. Yet. And I will add to that total, 15 swings and misses. Rachel Garcia, seven from Alabama batters, and that was in considerably more pitchers. So <laughs> Kinsley Washington will lead things off. She's 0 for 1 with a strikeout. Oh, wow. Did you Ooh, hear that, folks? We're taking over all the songs. First pitch. Oh. Slap foul. Comes back and hits Hemphill in the mask. No balls. And one strike on Washington, who is a fourth-year junior from Whittier, California. Tom, we've been doing this for five years, right? Five mm -hmm. years together? Yes. I'm going to group Florida 15-3 and 19, the Washington run rule in 2020. I think if this holds, it's the most impressive performance I have ever seen in our time doing this from Alabama. The 0-1 pitch pulls back the bunt. One ball, one strike. Yeah, you take those two games 
after the 15-3 game in, against Florida in the World Series in 2019, the 2-0 victory over Arizona and the 1-0 win over Oklahoma. That was Montana Fouch just being another level. Yeah. But combining Fouts and the offense, because that one's fouled back, one and two, I, I would I would tend to agree with you. An offense that is not really overpowered. UCLA, yes, they had the home run, but they just found different ways to get aboard. I mean, we have seen Alabama take advantage of defensive snafus. UCLA has one official error, but I can count probably five or six mental miscues from the Bruin defense, and Alabama's done what they do all year and what they've done all year, made the opponent pay. The one-two. Slap foul. Do it again. One ball, two strikes. And UCLA just got punched in the mouth in the first inning and not recovered in any, any way, shape, or form. And again, the importance of this game, if you lose this one, you get flipped to the Oklahoma side of the bracket. Mm -hmm. The one-two. Right down the middle, called strike three. The 11th strikeout of the game for Montana Fouts is the first one looking. And there's one gone here in the bottom of the sixth. Well, I can't add to Vitaly, Tom, but I'm okay with that because this is a brilliant pitch. This looks exactly like the same pitch that Fouts struck Muli Pola out on last night. It's a low rise right down the middle, and Washington was just completely fooled. I'm not going to comment on the graphic that's being put up <laughs> by ESPN right now. How dare they? As Anna Vine steps in, the first pitch. <laughs> Pulled back the bump, but it's a called strike on one. Vine struck out her first type up. And again, I go back to the UCLA response stat, 18 of 45 this year, 0 for 2 in this game, and 1 for 8 now in the postseason are the Bruins. They've struggled situationally, but at the same time, it... It's been everything tonight. Mm -hmm. The situation has been batting. <laughs> it's been a rough one. Vines, the third-year sophomore from Temecula, California, swings and fouls this one off, 2 pitch, swing and a miss. Strike three, got over the rise. Back-to-back -back strikeouts here in the sixth. There's two gone. I'll tell you what, Tom. America may have fallen in love with Odyssey Alexander, but I hope they kept their TVs on huh. because we're witnessing something truly special. I mean, just every pitch, the spin, it's so tight. That low rise on the outside edge this time at UCLA, for the life of them, cannot figure it out. This is this is remarkable. I mean, this is not something you see every no. day or every decade <laughs> from Montana Fouts. The fifth-year senior, Genevieve Perez, is going to come up to pinch hit. Transfer from San Diego State. Yeah, Genevieve Perez, a great story for the Bruins. She's the one that, oh, yeah. before transferring, Gave birth to a child and then wanted to keep playing softball. So came to UCLA and had a home run off Alabama in 2020. They called them mom bombs. <laughs> First pitch is outside for ball one. 
Perez on the year batting 357. Just five for 14 with eight runs driven in. 16th game she's appeared in. With one start. The 1-0. Right in there for a strike, 1-1. One one. Tim Fouts talking to everybody. <laughs> they have found him on the concourse. Never met a stranger. The 1-1 one -one pitch. Foul back. Ball and two strikes. Two outs here in the bottom of the six. Six nothing Alabama. I would also like to reiterate something. Montana Fouts in all of 2019 in that World Series had 19 strikeouts. She's got 28 and not even two full games this year. Uh, I need that thesaurus real bad, Tom. Looking for number 29 right here. The one two is grounded back to Fouts. She has it. The underhand throw is in time. And that'll do it for the Bruins here in the sixth inning. Another one, two, three inning pitch for Montana Fouts. No runs, no hits, no errors. No runners left. We move to the top of the seventh. Alabama six, UCLA nothing here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from their field, IMG College. We head to the top of the seventh inning. Alabama with a 6-0 lead over UCLA. Due up for the Tide here in the seventh. Hemphill, Tao, and Johnson. 2-3-4 against Holly Azevedo. The second pitcher of the ball game for the Bruins. She came in relief of Rachel Garcia after Garcia left having given up all five runs. Excuse me, all six runs. Five of those earned. And Bailey Hemphill will lead things off. She's... One for one, she had the RBI double and scored in the first, walked in the third, walked and scored in the fifth. So let's see what they do. Mm. They have walked her on four pitches twice. And uh, that second time, Kaylee Tao hit a bomb. So mm. if you're Asvito and if you're Lisa Fernandez and Kelly I, I'm sure you're trying to get to Hemphill because you don't want to face Kaylee Tao. <laughs> It was announced during that break that the single session attendance record was set here in this session. 12,337, the official attendance here on Winner's Bracket Friday, the Women's College World Series. So you're telling me if 600 plus people didn't come today? What Apparently. were they doing? What are, you, what, are, what are you doing with your life? I've been stuck in traffic. The first pitch. <laughs> High for ball one. I, I'm very excited and happy that we've had the expansion of the stadium here. It's a, just a tremendous atmosphere. It's everything it should be. Now let's work on the infrastructure. Yeah, let's get a couple more driveways into that parking lot. Maybe, maybe more parking would be nice. Possibly a policeman directing oh. traffic would be good. Is that one's high? Two balls and no strikes. I really didn't think, Tom, this would be the ball game where we get giggly in the seventh, but here we are. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people leave. It's it's a late night for the for the youngins. About to hit 11:30 Central. 
2-0 outside, three balls and no strikes. But what a performance and just a, yeah, you talked about Odyssey Alexander in the first game with James Madison and Montana Fouts. Three zero, called strike. Three and one. This might sound crazy, and there's a lot of tournament left, but the story of this World Series has been the pitching from two pitchers, Odyssey Alexander and Montana Fouts, and it kind of feels like they're on a collision course, Tom. Mm. Well, both of them would be in the Catbird seat if this score holds up. The three one, mm. off speed in there for a strike. Three and two now on Hempill. Yes. James Madison is through to the semifinals, will have to be defeated twice. And if Alabama wins, they will go through to the semifinals and have to be defeated twice on Sunday to not advance to the championship series. Payoff pitch, Hill pops it up. First base side and foul ground and Washington will camp underneath it to make the catch for out number one. It's a really good job by Azevedo climbing back into that at bat. Again, I talked about in the scouting report. I did watch film in Azevedo, by the way. Okay. But she can throw that change up in any count. It's the pitch she's most confident in, and she went for it on the 3-1 for a strike. And that will bring up Kaylee Tao. First pitch. <laughs> Called strike, 0-1. The three-time All-American Kaylee Tao. One for three on the day, but that one was a big one. A three-run homer in the fifth inning. Really salting this one away. The dancing from the Bruin faithful kind of came to an end after that one. That one's inside. One ball, one strike. The time we've talked about Alabama attacking the UCLA pitching tonight, getting base runners on. Alabama this evening is 0 for 5 with two outs. Every run scored tonight has been with an out or less. Just attacking early in these innings, making UCLA as uncomfortable as possible. The 1-1. One, one. Tao takes it outside, two balls and one strike. And no offense to Azevedo, who's a good pitcher, has had a good career at the UCLA, but sure. again, 63 to 65. So. To these Alabama batters, this is like if I were pitching right now <laughs> after seeing Rachel Garcia, who can touch 70. The 2-1. Tao fouls this one off. Out of play down the left field line. 2-2. Two and two. in and now the 2-2 pitch that's a ground ball to short Perez has it the throw is in time and that gets Tao there's two away and that is the first time in the ball game that the first two batters have gone down for Alabama just goes right back to my point making UCLA uncomfortable again UCLA pitching 118 total pitches tonight. Just seven swings and misses from Alabama. 
And Jen Johnson steps in. She's one for three. RBI single in the first and a couple of ground outs. First pitch. Ball. High. Ball one. And a, a quick note on the swings and misses. Two of those are by Kaylee Tao, but you know what? I think she has uh, redeemed herself. <laughs> don't want to be lost in the game as well as that the RBI single that Jen Johnson had in the first inning. Alabama didn't settle just for the one, got two in that top of the first. That one's grounded foul, one and one. Yeah, because we have seen Alabama get to pitchers early and then not score again. Mm. Now, not this year, but that was, you know, I think of 2018 SEC tournament, Kelly Barnhill, Alabama got a run in the first. I think maybe he had one more base runner after that. But this team doesn't settle, and that's been proven all year long. I've got one more note I'll make after this pitch. The 1-1. One, one. Johnson pops this one up foul, and it will get out of play. One ball, two strikes. You know, one of the things we do on the Out of the Box podcast is keep track of off the wall. I'm sure. some of the comments. <laughs> and a frequent comment early in the year was that Alabama couldn't hit good pitching. Mm. And I think tonight, off of the Olympian and two-time player of the year, that has been disproven. It certainly has. And it's been disproven throughout the entire season. Oh, yeah. But, but I mean, if yeah. you're going to argue about this one, there's, I can't help you. There's just no higher bar. The one-two pitch is high. Two balls and two strikes. In the 2 2. Off speed, and that one softly grounded to third. Lulu makes the stop. The throw is in time, and that'll do it for Alabama here in the seventh. And for the first time all game, Alabama goes down in order here in the top of the seventh inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, no runners left. We head to the bottom of the seventh inning. The last chance for UCLA. It's 6 0 Alabama here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We head to the bottom of the seventh inning, the last chance for UCLA. Alabama with a 6-0 lead over the Bruins, due up top of the order. Nichols, Garcia, and Jordan facing Montana Fouts in the circle. Fouts, six innings, no hits, no runs, no walks, 12 strikeouts. 86 pitches so far for the unanimous first-team All-American and 58 strikes thrown. And it's been every pitch, the curve ball, the rise ball, the drop ball, the fast ball. She's used it all. Her spin, her movement, they've been some of the sharpest I've ever seen in her career. Somehow topping last night when I thought maybe we saw a top two Montana Fouts performance. But this, this is going to be your number one. Mm. Bubba Nichols will lead things off 0 for 2 with a ground out and a strikeout. Of course, it doesn't get easy because you've got no. two Olympians to start off the seventh. Sure. The Alabama crowd all ready to their feet. The first pitch. Ball. Going outside, ball one. 
1-0 pitch. Right in there for a strike, 1-1. One one. That was 72 miles per hour. What inning are we in? We are in the bottom of the seventh. Running out of words. The 14th inning Montana Fouts has pitched in the last two days. The 1-1. One, one. It's high, 2-1. Two one pitch, fouled off. Two balls and two strikes. And we've kind of dubbed this side of the bracket for Alabama the 2020 Revenge Tour. Alabama lost to Arizona twice in 2020. UCLA, as we mentioned, when just. Not good, not good. No. Not a good performance for anyone. A drubbing. A 2-2. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Nichols goes down on strikes. And there's one gone here in the seventh. That day, though, Tom, Montana Fouts went one inning, one hit, four runs, all earned, five walks, and one strikeout. Yeah. We talked about it in the intro. It's a different Montana this year. And this is a different Montana tonight. Mm. I mean, again, that low rise outside part of the plate, UCLA has not been able to touch that pitch all night long. As Rachel Garcia now steps in. 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a ground out. First pitch. Right in there for a strike, 0 and 1. She went too far around. Oh my goodness, no she didn't. Really? We're gonna do this? Really? One and one. We joked about it earlier, but I mean, come on. Come on, Scott Tomlinson. Yeah, she she broke, yeah, the yeah. wrist broke. Mm. Whatever. Here comes the one one. There's the strike. One ball, two strikes now on Garcia. And I love Chris Neighbors for making that call because that has been a ball all night. I think that was a makeup call Might be. for the check swing. It's funny, too. We can hear the strike call before the, the fans see the, 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 <laughs> the hand go up. That's why there's a little bit of a delay. The one, two. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Garcia down on strikes. Is that drop ball? Gets Garcia. And UCLA is down to their final strike. There's you to their final out. I mean, two Olympians to start the seventh, so what? Back-to-back -back strikeouts. Montana now with 14 on the day. And Tom, 94 pitches, 18 swings and misses from UCLA. And now Leah Jordan steps in. She's 0 for 2 with a couple of Ks. Jordan has had probably the longest collective at-bats today against Fouts. First pitch. That one's a fly ball to left. On the run is Mack. The catch is made on the warning track. And Montana Fouts throws a perfect game here in Oklahoma City. And Alabama wins by a final score of six to nothing. Are you freaking kidding? <laughs> 
Gre she rewrites history every time she steps in the circle, Tom. I'm. Are you kidding? You set aside a game in 2012 that won a national championship. I think that's the best game played in Alabama softball history. My I know I'm goodness. new here, <laughs> but come on. Are you kidding? Against the team that in the preseason we said might be the best ever, yeah. Montana Fouts gives them nothing, nothing. And this offense backs her up. That is the fifth perfect game in Women's College World Series history. The 19th no-hitter in Women's College World Series history. And Gray, we've talked about it. We've run out of ways to describe Montana Fouts. I've got a new one. Perfect. Just incredible. Just incredible. I got to say, though, off the bat, I was a little scared. I was a little worried, yes. <laughs> Montana Fouts has crafted her own legend in the last four weeks. Oh. Starting at that SEC tournament, starting at that moment when she was brought back in against Tennessee, and from then on, it's been another level. Unbelievable. Wow. I, <laughs> I can't explain it. Tom, this, this was one of the biggest games in Alabama program history. Right. I mean, you're trying to get that second national championship. It's a lot easier to get that if you start 2-0. and Yes. And this is one of the toughest opponents you could face trying to get to 2-0. and And Alabama made it look easy. Are you kidding? What a, what a birthday present for Montana Fouts. Oh, my gosh. Wrap it up, put a bow on it, and head back to the hotel. A perfect game thrown by Montana Fouts, sending the Crimson Tide into the semifinals of the Women's College World Series. With the win, Alabama improves to 52-7, and seven, beating UCLA for the first time in program history in the 11th try. The Bruins fall to 47 and 6, and they will have to play tomorrow to avoid elimination. Six runs on seven hits. No errors for the Crimson Tide with four runners left on base. UCLA, no runs, no hits, one error, and no runners left on base. Montana Fouts, perfect here tonight. We'll take a timeout, come back with the postgame report right after this here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. done it that was number one and i stand by what i said you know some people have accused me of being too emotional during games some people say i don't know what i'm talking about because i'm young and i'm new but i think and i've done the research and i've thought even more about it and maybe we'll ask patrick murphy during softball media days i think outside of that 2012 national championship game that gave the crimson tide their first ever title I think this that you just heard is the best game in Alabama softball history. You consider everything we talked about in the intro, who it was against, where it was, not just the team, but the individuals, the face of college softball in Rachel Garcia. And not just that you won, but the way you won. Yeah. Bailey Hemphill coming up big, Kaylee Tao hitting a home run, Alabama manufacturing using the power, and then getting a perfect game in the World Series, just the fifth all time in yeah. event history. I mean, it checks every box, in my opinion. And yeah, I think you can make the case it's the first perfect in modern college softball history because the last one was in 2000. Yeah. And the game has evolved so much even since then. Um, I, I think it's, it's the most impressive pitching performance uh, in World Series history. It didn't, it didn't win a – win the only thing that, you know, people could 
put against that is that it didn't win the national championship. But, you know, a perfect game against a team in UCLA that we said in the preseason might have been the greatest college softball team ever. I mean, the writing was on the wall. Yeah. They, they had the formula to be the best team of all time. It was preordained. It was going to be Oklahoma and UCLA in the national championship. And Montana Fowl said, nope, Alabama was going to have a, have a say in this. And uh, UCLA was not anywhere near the semifinals by, by the time things finished off. <laughs> hey, Alabama, you know, forced a UCLA-Oklahoma game, but right. it was an elimination game. Exactly. And that was not what the people that was were not, expecting that, in February. <laughs> they were not – they did not have that down on the calendar, that's for sure. <laughs> so just a just an unbelievable performance um, in storybook. I mean, yeah. you, you, I mean, you, if, if you submitted that as a screenplay, they'd say no, this would never happen. I was like, we're 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 not on her twenty first birthday. This is not going to happen, and that's what happened. It was it was so amazing, such a, 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 a just a historic performance, and something that because of what happened afterwards which we're not going to talk too much about. Yeah. But after what happened, it's something that Alabama can use as a springboard and motivation for the 2022 season. Uh, and I, th- I fully expect that to be the case. Uh, we were just, uh, as we record on a Monday, the Saturday uh, before Alabama played Southern Miss in football, and they recognized the academic All-Americans in between the first and second quarter. By far, the largest ovation were for the four Alabama softball players and Montana Fouts. Yeah. And, you know, we're seeing it, whether it's the, you know, the explosion of what we've had now with the, with the NIL, um, you know, Montana being the number one over every other college athlete in any sport in cameo by a ton by like it's not even close guys it's like this is yeah this is not this would be like us running a race against Alyssa brown and alexis mack right that's the margin (laughs) it's it is not close right and it's again not against other softball players this is against like spencer radler and you know (laughs) this is about heisman trophy candidates uh so you know the person I am least worrying about, like it going to her head or being, mm. is Montana Fouts. Totally, she, she is the most down to earth, grounded person. Um, so if you're an Alabama fan, and you're worried about that. Don't. <laughs> I just don't worry about it. That's not going to be an issue. I don't think it's going to be an issue with anybody on this team. I think it's going to be another really special team, Team 26, and they're going to be able to look back at a game like this and know this this was as good as we can as you can possibly do, and it, and it didn't win a national championship. Yeah. Let's take that next step. From a broadcasting perspective, it was an honor to get to watch that and for it to be your team and to know the people involved. I I don't know if it'll ever get better, honestly. (laughs) You want to talk about nervous. I don't, you know, once once games get going, you know, I'm into the game. I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't. When you got to about the sixth inning, I was like, in my head, because again, I'm not going to say it out loud. But we, gonna, we both right. acknowledged right. it with our eyes, right. not with our mouths. <laughs> I was like, dear Lord, Montana's throwing a perfect game. You know, that was in my head. And I was like, so now I'm, <laughs> now not only am I worried, am I nervous about what's happening out there? I'm like, all right, now I can't screw up <laughs> this, <laughs> this call at the, at the end if it actually works out. I mean, we uh, were doing our, we were, you know, trading the side glances. I'm sure the GoPro still has the footage. We, <laughs> there would be the looks. Uh, I've never been more nervous about a ground ball back to the pitcher than right. I was when Genevieve Perez just hit a little dinker to Montana at the end of the sixth inning. By the way, those haven't been no. this routine this that I, year either. I'm sure in the footage you can see me clutch the wall. <laughs> 
it, this was, it, it was just incredible. And it concludes a series of moments from this year. Uh, you heard all five of them, I hope. An incredible season. We have not seen the full schedule for 2022. No. We've seen the conference schedule as it stands right now. That might've been something we should have talked about earlier, but it's a good conference schedule. It's the same one as in 2019, just with some dates flipped around. Um, we're aware of some non-conference matchups. We know Virginia Tech and Keely Rochard will be coming to Tuscaloosa. We know Florida State and Texas are on the schedule. So yeah, Florida State. Yeah. <laughs> Revenge. It's going to be interesting though. And I think that again, not to, you know, set it up for 2020 disappointment because we said the same thing after 2019. Sure. But there are chances for some more magical moments this year. And I'm really excited, even with so many new faces, to see what the hunger of this team looks like in 2022. Yeah, because it's, as we said, you know, Montana passed through a perfect game in the Women's College World Series against UCLA, and now she may have a chip on her shoulder. <laughs> So look out for that. <laughs> you made her mad, Knowles. Right. Yeah, plus, <laughs> right. Yeah. Big mistake. Plus, by the way, Lexi Kilfoyle is still there. So it's not going to be like, my, you know, Montana Fouts is not going to be Monica Abbott having to pitch every single game. Yeah, and let's not forget the, the biggest silver lining of all in the Florida State debacle, Lexi Kilfoyle pitched her butt off. Oh, She was incredible. Yeah. And so now you know that you've got two pitchers who can handle the stage mm -hmm. and pitch really well. Plus, you got you know two young ones that are that are right behind her. Alabama, um, you know, not that we don't look at recruiting rankings very often, but you know, Alabama, the last two recruiting classes has had the highest ranked recruiting classes they've maybe ever had. In addition to getting a all SEC level catcher transferring in, mm. um, you know, not to preview it too much, but I, I'm very excited about 2022. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be such a <laughs> wild year and. Let's get to the podcast plan for the rest of this year and season four before we dive into that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just going to be a fun year for Alabama. It's going to be a great year in the SEC. I've already plotted through the rosters. As we record, you see the documents I have here, all 13 teams. I've gone through, mapped who's back. You've got, with the SEC abolishing the transfer rule, a ton of interconference players moving around, which obviously, you know, we saw KB Sides leave Alabama. We saw right. Ali Shipman come into Alabama. Um, Callie Turner went from Tennessee to Arkansas. I mean, it's yeah. all over the place. And, and real quickly on that, if you're a, an Alabama fan or just, you know, a fan of any team, but, you know, especially Alabama, I think you have to start, you know, changing your mindset on what you think about with transfers. Yeah. That if someone transfers in or transfers out, it's not an indication of something being wrong with a team or, you know, there's, it's just, the landscape is so much different now than even it was five years ago uh, with the transfer portal. And now, like you said, getting abolishing within the, the inner conference transfer rule, there's, there's just going to be, it's going to happen. You can just assume that you're probably going to lose somebody, but you're probably going to gain somebody almost yeah. every year and just kind of roll with it. And, you know, I think Alabama, you know, we'll talk about it, but I think Alabama came out ahead um, in, in everything this year. Um, there's going to be some years where that's probably not going to be the case. Uh, but I, I think you need to not have a the sky is falling mentality if somebody transfers now. It's just it, it's kind of the, the rules of engagement as it stands. It does make softball media days very interesting. It does. Because the plan, again, you know, we're, we're spoiling it now because we've done it once. The plan is talk to all 13 SEC head coaches. You've got teams with new players from all over the place. There have been some off-season issues for some programs. You've got retirements and coaching changes and 
it's going to be really interesting. And we're sending out, as you listen to this finale, the emails later this month. Uh, that will all start in early December, just like last year. It'll be two episodes a week for two weeks. Uh, the format will maybe change depending on how long some interviews are. And uh, hopefully that we do get all 13 head coaches. But again, I'm really excited to hear from all these head coaches. I, I can't wait to hear from Courtney Dyfel and how mm -hmm. she'll try and keep the momentum going for Arkansas. Uh, Tony Baldwin at Georgia. What's he like? We've never chatted with him before. Yeah, no. That'll be fun. We, uh, we were pleasantly surprised by Lou. Let's Lou was awesome. All right. I, I would be fine with talking with her again. Even yeah, if she's, she's, not, <laughs> she's not affiliated with anyone. Anymore. She can be the Vanderbilt head coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it. So that will be coming out hopefully in December. If there's an update, check the ad out of the box underscore pod Twitter page. And then you will see trailers. You will see promos for the premiere of season four. Four years, Tom. I didn't think we would do four mm. years of this. Yeah. But here we are, season four of the podcast premiering in February as we get ready for the 2022 softball season. Some stuff has happened that we didn't foresee happening, you know, since 2018. There's been <laughs> some things true. that have happened. So <laughs> There was a, a tiny pandemic. You're right. I was not expecting. Stuff happened. But here we are. We're back. The Bama U bracket <laughs> happened. There's all sorts of things. People were mad. Drafts, yes. the whole shebang. <laughs> my, my team, summer leagues. My, my team was absolutely shafted in the in the draft. <laughs> I I maintain I had the best team. I think it was good. I had the best, but that's fine. <laughs> neither we, one of us in the championship. Neither one of us have the most Twitter followers, and <laughs> no. that's why we lost. Right. Sorry, not. It's a, like I'm dancing not... with the stars all over again. <laughs> <sighs> but but yeah. season four, we've got all of your favorite guests. They're going to come back. I've been keeping in touch. We're all talking still. We're going to have off the wall. Tom's hungry. Picks. Mm -hmm. Everything. Bracketology when we get to that point. All the usual stuff. Uh, it's going to be a good year. And we're going to try and do more on the road because we're going to be hopefully back to a more typical yeah. travel that is lifestyle plan. yeah um so again it'll be a great season four and that'll like i said premiere the week before opening weekend so essentially right after the super bowl in february mm -hmm. of 2022 we do need to make sure when we talk to the sec coaches during media days um we only talked we only asked about half or maybe a little less than half the question uh we need the local restaurant recommendations yep. from all these coaches um and then you know because it I remember we, we talked to Jamie Traxel. We, we did ask her about it. She's like, it's been a pandemic since I got here. I haven't really had a chance to go anywhere. So hopefully she's had a chance to maybe, you know, maybe try out a few of those places in Oxford and we can get some better recommendations yeah. all the way around. Alabama, we know this, is going to Gainesville twice. Mm. Tim Walton, prepare now. Give us a list. And we're going to need more places to go. We have, we're familiar with certain establishments right. in Gainesville, but we always love to hear from the locals. With Yeah. Which places are actually open past eight o'clock in Gainesville? I need to know that. Uh, we need, there's a lot of stuff we need to know if we're going to be there for as long as we, I hope we're going to be there, especially the I second mean, time. There are potentially, there is a scenario where Alabama is in Gainesville for eight to nine days overall. I mean, four, four days, regular season, four to five, six days, SEC tournament, depending on when you arrive, it's, it, we're going to need a hefty list coach. Right. That's all coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but now I think we should wrap up the Alabama 2021 moments of the year podcast series. Any final thoughts, Tom? Just a, an amazing season. It was, uh, you know, you, you had it in your mind 
that it was going to end with a national championship. Came came close, fell a little short, but if you're not going to win the national championship, throwing a perfect game in your in in the semi, you know, to get you to semifinals is a pretty dang good way to to wrap it up. Um, just a, a, a great season, SEC championship as far as the tournament goes. Um, some really big moments throughout the year and um, looking for even more next year. I think it's setting up for something even better. I'm just, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. Might as well, right? I mean, yeah. we're all here. We're here. You know, we might as well win a title. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us and following throughout this entire podcast series. We hope you will join us for Softball Media Days. We're very excited about that. It's going to be a fun second go around. Uh, please, all head coaches and SIDs, please say yes. We'd like to get a perfect 13 for 13 for the second year in a row. And of course, we also hope you join us for season four of the Out of the Box podcast. Tom, where can the people find us on the Twitter? Uh, they can find me at TCanterburyRTR on the Twitter. And um, you can always go to at out of the box underscore pod. Yes, not as active in the off season, but I do no. retweet a couple things here and there. Good. I try. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I try not to get us suspended because apparently Twitter just throwing out suspensions to everyone uh, nowadays. You you misspell the word if and they, they're they on you. They come after you. I don't know how you misspell if. I'm not sure why that was my example. You can follow me <laughs> at Gray, G-R-A-Y underscore Robertson. For my partner, Tom Canterbury, I am Gray Robertson. We'll see you for Softball Media Days. That's coming up in a couple months. Thank you so much for tuning into the Alabama Softball Moments of the Year. We'll see you next time.